Testing, testing, one, two, three, testing, testing. Is this on? Hello? everyone oh my goodness it's been a minute no <laughs> I don't know why those little mic checks when I've been on a hiatus make my life but I honestly enjoy them so much and I'm just so tickled by them like I think they're so funny and even if I'm literally the only one laughing at them I'm going to do them whenever I have an unplanned hiatus <laughs> because if you can't laugh at yourself well, what is life about, really? But welcome back to the Handle Your Scandal podcast. I'm your host, Mara Watkins. Um, and, you know, I really just dropped the ball after February. But in my defense, um, there was a lot going on, which obviously that's what I always say. But... Um, I guess I could just dive into what this episode's about. Um, the last episode was about imposter syndrome. Um, that was February 21st, episode 3 point, was it 3? Yeah, 3.3. If you haven't listened to it by now in September, then I don't know what to tell you, friend. I think you need to go do that, um... It's a really good episode in my um, unbiased opinion. Um, I really enjoyed recording it. And a lot of people have enjoyed listening to it based on my stats. Um, it's one of the more listened to episodes. I think it was number 10 overall. So go check it out if you haven't already. But this episode I'm going to be addressing not only why I hadn't recorded since February, but what's been going on in my life. Um, in general, honestly, in order to explain everything, I have to start all the way back at my law school graduation, which, whew, that was only a year and, not me having to do math, a year and four months ago-ish, somewhere around there. And so much has happened in that short time frame. And I might have said this already in another episode, but honestly, just treat this episode as if I have not listened to any of my episodes or don't remember what I said on them. Because truthfully, except for the imposter syndrome episode, which I listened to a few weeks ago just to ground myself and where I was at on this podcast, I haven't listened to any of the other episodes in a while, so... Um, you know, I just don't really listen to them. I probably said this on the last one. I don't really listen to them after I edit them. I'm kind of over them. So if I'm saying something I've already said, oops, but there is a lot that I've left unsaid as well. And honestly, I'm really like not afraid. Um, but this episode, I'm going to share a lot and be very, very, um, upfront and honest and vulnerable in ways that I really haven't been um not even on this podcast but on the internet in general um I typically do share a lot but 
I'm also someone who, if I'm in the thick of things, I don't like to talk about them online just because, um, well, like if it's a certain level of struggle, like obviously the day-to-day struggles, um, imposter syndrome, stuff like that, I don't mind talking about, but when it's like a struggle struggle, um, I typically like to keep that stuff off the internet until I've already, you know, been through it, um, overcome it, etc., So today I'm just going to be talking about all the stuff that I was overcoming. Is that a word? Overcoming? All the stuff I overcame? Listen, you get the point, okay? Um, All the stuff I was going through from graduation until um, now, basically. So you can understand where I've been at, what I've been navigating, Um, why being a consistent content creator has felt impossible and you can know me a little bit better you're (laughs) actually going to know me a lot a bit better because you're just going to know a lot of my business after this but it's fine you know um handle your scandal has been on the internet on your phones on whatever else since december of 2019 so even though it's only been a few seasons and season two is really short in this season, technically. Yes, I'm keeping season three, even though the hiatus was really long, just because it's all kind of connected in a way. So yes, this is episode uh, four of season three. I hope I'm not messing (laughs) that up, but if I do, the title will say what the actual episode is, but I want to say this is episode four of season three. Um, but yeah, so I guess I'll just start, you know, February, we had a cute little off hiatus moment. Um, I recorded three episodes, um, but there was so much going on in the background at that time. And there was so much going on in the background before that time. And I just wasn't really ready to talk about it then. So I'm gonna talk about it now, which I keep saying, and I know I keep saying, but it's because I'm like actually afraid to share, but it's fine. Um, You know, I decided to be a content creator, a podcast recorder, a host, and sometimes that means sharing things that could help someone else, and that's what today's episode is going to be, a lot of me just sharing what's been going on. So without further ado, (laughs) let me actually get to it. So like I said, we're going to go all the way back to graduation-ish, bar prep graduation-ish. Yeah. Anyways, um, if I have time, I will find a little sound that is like the the rewind sound, you know, like whatever it is, um, and I'll insert it here. If not, just take my horrible attempt at doing that. (laughs) just take my horrible attempt at doing that for what it's worth um but yeah we're in may 2021 now so that's what i'm gonna be talking about actually more so yeah yeah yeah, may anyways so i graduated law school middle of may 2021 and then i had to study for the bar exam which is not a secret Um, everyone knows that, um, I bitched and moaned about it on the internet quite enough. Um, but I just want to say like studying for the bar exam 
personally, this might just be me. I know it's not just me, but just speaking from what I'm trying to say is I just want to speak for myself. Um, speaking for myself, it just really put me in a really um, negative mind frame, a very negative space. I was very, very over it. Um, I want to say that had to do with finishing law school in, you know, COVID times and, you know, being socially distant, socially isolated, um, and studying for the bar exam. Didn't really do anything in between the bar exam and law school besides, um, I think I took my grad pictures late, uh, my cousin graduated high school, so I went to her graduation, but that was here. Uh, one of my best friends got married, but that was also here. So I didn't really do anything that like signified ending law school or taking a breather. Um, but I did not study for the bar until like probably June, to be honest. Um, but it was just, I wasn't really celebrating or anything. It was just me being overwhelmed with the idea of starting studying for the bar exam. So anyways, bar exam put me in a very negative mind space, very overwhelmed, very miserable, very hated everything. Um, but I was determined to pass, which spoiler alert, I did. Um, <laughs> I did. I found out I passed in October and I was very, very grateful for that because I did not want to have to sit through that again um, because it really took a lot out of me. But yeah, so I finished studying for the bar exam. I finished taking the bar exam and um, I had one week off in between studying for the bar exam and starting my new job as a judicial law clerk. So I booked this trip to San Diego because as everyone knows on Instagram, San Diego is like my second home. That's where I went to um, undergrad. So I booked this trip. I'm like, you know what? gonna go to the beach I'm gonna you know have a eat pray San Diego moment it's gonna be great I'm gonna enjoy it so much um I got an Airbnb that was really close to the beach so I could just go whenever um and you know I said this trip is dedicated to processing you know my law school career it was three years long and there was a lot of things going on during that time and then I'm also dedicated to processing the bar exam, and um, at the time, I didn't know if I passed it or not, so it was just celebrating being done with that and hopefully not having to take it again, or at least, you know, processing, whatever. And I tell my mom, you know, I'm going to go to San Diego for a few days before I start this new job to just process everything that's happened. In the last few years as far as like law school covid blah 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 and she's like okay so if there's something that you need to know that maybe you need to process should i tell you and i'm like girl what are you talking about um anyways so she tells me that she's been dealing with having lung cancer for the last two years and um she was going through chemo, all that stuff, but she didn't want to tell me because she didn't want me to like not finish school or stress or stress during the bar exam. So she just didn't tell me. And <laughs> what the, like, 
honestly in that moment I fell to the ground and I was like crying and I was like no like that can't be true no 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 I called my best friend um I called a few people actually but I just was in disbelief and I was crying and I literally was like leaving the next day um so as you can imagine I didn't really process anything on that trip except that piece of news and um just like you know that's my mom and all you can think about well all I could think about in that moment was like you know is she gonna live to see me um get married is she gonna live to see me have kids is she gonna live to be a grandma and just all this stuff I had never really thought about before I mean, you know, um, I mean, as we get older, we think about our parents passing, but I'm just kind of someone who can't think about stuff like that or I'll super um, hyper-focus on it and worry about it all the time. So I had never really, you know, put it in that perspective, I guess. But anyways, um... Yeah, so I spent the whole trip thinking about that stuff and, you know, her health and everything she's going through and just crying and crying. Um, I'm my mom's only child as well, so, um, you know, we're just really close and um, I'm trying not to cry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm trying not to cry thinking about it because at that time I was really sad about it and... Um, yeah, I just don't, I don't want to be sad right now. Um, I don't know why I even said that because this entire episode, (laughs) there's like a solid, um, I don't feel like counting right now, you know, um, stereotype lawyers, bad at math, whatever, but I don't feel like counting, but there's a solid chunk of months where it's just news of news. So yeah, I mean, that trip crying every night, crying myself to sleep. Um, And then I get back and I start my new job, right? This is supposed to be the trip where I'm just, you know, processing, finishing law school and the bar exam, um, expressing gratitude to God and the universe for getting me through those things. And I spend a lot of it just angry, um, angry feeling like it's not fair but then also trying to pray for my mom's health and just mixed feelings all around just a rough 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 uh rough trip and um then she's telling us that she's gonna be doing radiation from august until december so she might look more sick and that's the only reason she really told us was because she If she started looking sick, she wanted us to know what was going on, Um, which I'm not even going to get into her not telling me for two years because people do what they think is best at the time. Um, But yeah, so I come back to Vegas. I start my new job, my first job in my career, um, working as a judicial law clerk. And the clerk before me, she actually left early because she got a job. Um, so I come in and it's like hit the ground running 
Um, she had trained me like one or two days. Um, but this job is a job you need a lot of training for, which I did not know at the time. Um, there had apparently been some kind of training that used to take place before COVID, so I heard. But then um, once COVID happened, it kind of fizzled out. I don't know. That's just what I heard. I don't know. I can tell you I didn't go through it. So that's that on that. But, you know, I start this new job and my judge is super cool. My coworkers are cool. Um, but I'm just very overwhelmed with my personal life, as you can imagine. Um, you know, I'm processing the idea that my mom could die, like, every day. And the job itself is very demanding. Being a judicial law clerk is known to be a demanding job. Um, it's salaried. Um, it's generally understood you're not going to be working a 40-hour week. And I want to say the first month definitely... The first month, possibly the first two or three, um, I was doing something related to work every day, Monday through Sunday. Um, it might have not been a full day of work, like on a Saturday or Sunday, but I was doing something. And granted, that could be because I just had a lot going on, so it was harder for me to focus on certain days. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, it's generally understood you're going to work a lot in those types of jobs. And I was, you know, learning a lot on the job. Um, you know, everyone has their own role. So it's like I could ask for help, but it's like, oh, well, that was so-and-so's task. We can't really help you with that because we didn't really have to do it. Um, and then I'm someone who I don't like to bother people. So I think I texted the um, law clerk before me like maybe five times in my whole clerkship just because I didn't want to bother her because I knew she was working as an attorney. Which looking back, like... That was really silly, um, and I can say to any judicial law clerk listening who's maybe new, I mean, you're a month in the job now probably, but whenever you started, just never feel ashamed to ask the other law clerk before you for help or any other law clerks. Um, there's some career law clerks, like literally the career law clerk at um, our district was heaven sent for me <laughs> i feel so bad i probably should send that man a fruit basket or an amazon gift card or something because he really helped me so much um but yeah just don't feel like a burden asking for help from the person who was there before you because we know what it's like and we'll be probably glad to help you any way that we can um but yeah, so this is just August through December, we can say. August through December, I'm trying to figure out this job. Um, I'm overwhelmed because of my personal life. And then also, during this whole time, literally since graduation, I'm going through this like on-again, off-again um, situation, relationship, whatever you want to call it, that had me down bad like I look back at a lot of things that happened and things I put up with and I'm honestly embarrassed and I'm gonna leave it at that I will probably never really dive into that relationship and everything that took place on the internet just because one you all well I won't say you all because you could be a new listener and this could be the episode you decide to start on 
or maybe you're just a casual listener, but if you pay attention to my podcast and even my Instagram, I don't really talk about my dating life and my content, and it's not an accident. It's very purposeful. Um, It is the one area of my life that I like to keep to myself just because, you know, when you're on the internet and you're sharing all your business, I just like to have one area of my life that's mine to know or like me and my close friends. Um, There is a demand (laughs) from a lot of my friends to put my dating life business on the internet on this podcast and tell the stories because the stories I could tell Man, the stories I could tell, <laughs> especially in the last, like, two months. Oh, my goodness. Um, but I'm not there yet. Um, I'm flirting with the idea of maybe if this podcast ever gets big enough to have a Patreon or something, that could be, like, exclusive uh, Patreon content. But as far as putting my whole dating life on the internet, I don't see that being a thing I do anytime soon so just know that relationship was a lot and it caused me more mental anguish than it didn't (laughs) well not the whole thing but definitely um after graduation and on so that's all going on in the background as well so we get to january and that relationship is still a fucking mess i'm trying to like end it um the on again off again cycle I'm just you know I'm trying to be like you know what this is it it's run its course like let's call it um anyways um also one of my sorority sisters Elizabeth Liz she passed away in January which I talked about on episode 3.2 why do I okay season 3 episode 2 Yeah, so that was also really sad, and I took that really hard, just because anytime someone young passes away, it makes me rethink my whole life and everything I'm doing, and, you know, how sad I am for them and their family and the life unlived or not lived or, you know, I'm sorry, the words are failing me, but, you know, that's what I think about. (sighs) So January was all of that, and then February... I felt like I finally got a hold of everything, um, my emotions, um, my job, my mom seemed to be doing okay, she had finished, um, radiation, but it wasn't until, it wasn't until April that we would find out um, whether or not it worked, so I just felt like I finally had a hold of everything. I recorded three episodes and yeah, I just thought I finally had a hold of everything and March came and was like, bitch, you thought, (laughs) bitch, you thought, you thought you had a hold of everything. You thought you finally got your life together. You thought you were going to put out these little episodes, but no, um, so I think I had repressed a lot of things literally from May until February, and everything just kind of exploded from me holding it in for so long. I mean, I would talk to my friends, but I didn't want to be a burden. I didn't want to bother them too much with everything going on, so I held a lot in, 
And I just remember the entire month of March, I would come home from work and lay in bed until it was time to go to bed. Like, I didn't want to go to bed too early because then I would wake up at like 3 in the morning and be super exhausted the next day. But I would literally come home, eat dinner if I had an appetite. Sometimes I didn't. I would like eat enough so that people didn't think I was like, I just didn't want people to worry about me. So um, I would eat enough so that they weren't worried or whatever. And then, yeah, I would lay in bed until it's time to go to bed. Um, I didn't work out that entire month, I don't think. Um, yeah, I didn't work out that entire month, which I was, you know, obsessed with the Peloton. So it was just like this weird thing of like, I could not will myself to do that. I did go to a music festival with one of my friends in LA and that weekend I, you know, I had fun and it was great and I was so happy that um, they invited me to that music festival, but I was also like sad still. I was still sad that whole trip. I was sad and I was just trying to convince myself not to be sad. Um, but yeah, that's the whole month of March. So we get to April and I'm still dealing with this sadness and I realized something was wrong. So I tried to book an appointment with a therapist, but it wasn't going to be until later in April. So I'm just waiting for that. And side note, do not wait until you are literally in the mental health trenches to book an appointment with a therapist because that struggle is a whole nother struggle of waiting for that first appointment and knowing something is wrong and you just have to wait. I think that people should generally be in therapy um, if they can, I know it's not always accessible, but I think people should be in therapy even before some shit pops off because let's just say it was months of struggle trying to get back to a baseline of stability, if you will. Um, but my birthday's in the beginning of April, um, April 7th to be exact, <laughs> and you know, it's a birthday. I'm turning 29. So it's literally the last year of my 20s. And I'm just reflecting and I'm reflecting on my life. And I'm so proud of everything I've accomplished. But then I'm also sad because um, younger me, like early 20s me, or even law school me just knew once I accomplished my lifelong goals of, you know, graduating from law school, passing the bar exam, I just knew I was going to be so fucking happy. And at that moment in time, I was the saddest I have ever been in my life, probably. I think maybe 2018, when my Nana passed away, might have been the only other time I felt that fucking sad. But <laughs> I just was so... Like, damn, like if I could accomplish everything I set out to accomplish and still feel this fucking sad, what is it going to take for me to be happy? When am I going to be happy? When am I going to be happy? God, please help me. I just want to be happy. And that was all I could think about. 
around my birthday was just this longing to be happy even though I had accomplished everything I wanted to. It was a mindfuck, to be honest. Um, yeah. But for some good news, my mom's scans came back and she was officially in remission in April. Um, so that was happy. Um, I was very happy about that. But it was just like still this sadness of just like things had boiled over. And I finally have my therapy appointment at the end of April and um, she diagnoses me with moderate depression. And I just remember being like, not even mild girl, like moderate. Like if I had answered a few more things, yes, you would have put me as severe. Um, Okay. Like I know I was sad, but damn. Um, but yeah, moderate depression. And I have these mixed feelings because there's like this relief of, you know, having a diagnosis or whatever and not just me being sad, but then there's also this feeling of like, damn, another thing I got to deal with in this life. You know what I mean? It's just, I had a lot of mixed feelings about it. Um, and that was like the main one was like, damn, another thing Mara has to deal with. Goodness gracious, Lord, where does it end? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's where that was. But at least I'm finally in therapy and I can work with my therapist to, you know, process all of this. So I'm happy for that at that time. Um, and then May comes and oh by the way in all of this I'm still having this toxic on again off again situation in the background which obviously hindsight is 2020 and that probably was not helping anything at all but you know um I'll, I'll tap into that later but it's May at this point and my dog that I had since I was 15 she passes away and my mom treats this dog like a literal child so she takes it really hard we all take it really hard but she took it really 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 hard um so I was worried about her and her mental well-being um and that on again off again situation is getting really bad at this point like very toxic very just not a good not good anymore. I mean, it hadn't been for a while, but at this point, it's like a, a year of just being horrible. Um, on again, off again, horrible. Um, anyways, <laughs> yeah, so I'm sad because my dog passes away and it's been a year since I graduated law school and I was just really hoping that I would be happier than I am at this moment in time and that situation is putting me through the ringer and yeah um finally at the end of may beginning of june literally like may 31st maybe Does may have 31 days <laughs> yeah i think so i think so sorry um yeah so the end of may beginning of june that situation finally ends um and then i get covid like a few days later and I'm super anxious about that because I generally have health anxiety. I always worry about my health and I'm really anxious about it. And then my mom getting diagnosed with cancer didn't really help that. So I think I have COVID and I'm like, oh my God, 
what if this takes me out? And then my mom also got it and she, uh, you know, she was going through all of that with lung cancer and she had COPD and all this stuff where I'm just like, oh my gosh, what if this kills her? You know what I mean? So it's just like, I'm super anxious. Um, and the first three days of COVID kicked my ass and I was mad because I had ducked and dodged it this whole time and then, um, got it from someone in my house. So I was just mad. And then a few days before we got it, my dad was actually rushed to the ER cause he had it and, um, he hadn't eaten or something. Anyways, he ends up passing out, rushed to the ER, had to leave work. It was this whole anxiety inducing thing. So just the beginning of June just starts off very anxious for me. Like I'm very anxious at the beginning of June and then the situation ends and it's just thing after thing after thing. Um, and I'm supposed to be going literally to another country in July for my line sister's bachelorette party. And I'm anxious about that. And I'm like, should I cancel? Like, I'm just overwhelmed with all of my emotions. I don't want to be, you know, but I ended up going, which, um, spoiler, I had a lot of fun. But yeah, that was June. Um, COVID, you know, it was lingering for a while. And then I finally had my little 10 days pass and I was feeling better. Um, I literally had an interview for my dream job shortly after that. Um, and I was stressed about that obviously during the whole COVID thing. And then after the interview, I'm like, oh my gosh, I should have said this. I should have said that. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to get the job. Blah, 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 blah. Oh no. What am I going to do after this clerkship ends? This clerkship ends in August and I haven't really planned anything else. What do I do? Just, you know, just a mess. And I am in therapy during this whole time, but, you know, there's only so much your therapist can address in each session. And I had a lot going on. <laughs> so just trying to deal with all of that. Um, but July gets here and things are finally getting better. Um, I had been out of that situation for roughly a month. And surprise, surprise, um, the toxic relationship was contributing to my suffering and probably ruining part of my life, <laughs> um, which is <laughs> like, you know, no one's surprised. But I think when you're deep in a situation, it's kind of hard for you to see it for what it is. Um, you know, there's a saying, the fish is the last one to know it's wet. Is that how it goes? The fish is the last one to know that it's wet. Yeah, we'll, we'll, that's what we'll say. Um, yeah, so you're in it and you just can't see it for what it is. And then I also wasn't sharing everything that was going on with my friends because I knew they would tell me I deserved better and I wasn't ready for the uncomfortable feeling of abandoning the comfortable chaos that I knew to find better and saying that out loud is so embarrassing but that was the reality of the situation I just wasn't ready to abandon 
<laughs> the chaos that I knew um, to deal with unknown chaos or unknown whatever. And, you know, but like I said, I had got there by then. So um, July things got better. I went to a wedding one weekend and it was great seeing all my sorority sisters and catching up and then literally the next weekend I flew out to Mexico for another sorority sisters my line sisters um bachelorette party and that Mexico trip was so amazing and so healing in so many ways I mean granted it's a bachelorette party so yeah we spend a lot of the time drinking but just having those honest heart-to-heart conversations with my line sisters and my sorority sisters and just those moments they honestly meant so much at that time and they were able to affirm me in ways that I needed and it was just great I'm really happy that I went I was very happy I didn't let my fear of flying which I don't think I mentioned earlier but that was another thing I was really anxious about for the trip was I hate flying y'all like even in my little one-hour flights to San Diego, I'd be anxious as hell. So flying internationally, yeah, girl was hashtag stressed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm glad I went and it was so fun. And July was honestly a great month. Like I think in my recap reel on Instagram, I put like July was the best month I had in a long time. And that was really true. Um, and I'm thinking about everything I've said on this episode so far and I really feel like I've overshared but I'm probably not going to edit it too much just because it is what it is and y'all asked (laughs) so here we go um but yeah things get better um at the end of July I kind of put in my two weeks for the job uh, my clerkship I decided to take I used I think I used um, a week of vacation or whatever and I decided to take a trip to San Diego which I always do when I end a major chapter in my life surprise surprise <laughs> so I take another solo trip to San Diego which is how I had started the clerkship and that trip was everything and more I am so happy I was able to take that breather before I started my new job which Um, I started on August 8th, but my week in San Diego or so was a little bit, yeah, it was like Monday through Friday. It was so great. I did a lot of coffee shop and creative stuff. Um, I love sitting in a coffee shop and just brainstorming things and, um, I do need to work on the execution, but I knew sitting in the coffee shop that I was going to bring the podcast back at some point in September once I got my life together or at least somewhat together Um, and I had a lot of sunsets at the beach and there was this one day I was at the beach by myself which I like to do and I was gonna watch the sunset at the beach and I watched the sunset at the beach and I'm just you know toes in the sand waters you know, going back and forth, Um, the tides are coming in, Um, I can smell the beach air, and I'm so overwhelmed with gratitude in that moment. It's like I am processing everything that had happened since the last August 
like the last first week of August. And I am so overwhelmed with gratitude and joy and just so thankful that I made it through everything that I had been through in the last calendar year. And I just start crying on this beach. Um, If anyone was looking at me, they're probably like, what the hell is going on with her? But I'm just at the beach and I'm feeling all the things and I just start crying. And I start talking to God and I just say, thank you, God. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't think I was going to make it. Thank you. And and I don't like saying, you know, I didn't think I was going to make it because I feel like that implies that I was suicidal or something. And I just want to be clear, I was not. Um, I hopefully never will get there. I don't like to say never would I ever be suicidal because I don't think anyone plans on being suicidal. So I think that's insensitive to say. But generally, I have never experienced that. And I'm going to knock on wood or whatever this table is made out of just because I don't ever hope to. (laughs) Or, you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm losing my words. But yeah, I just was really sure that stress or something was going to take me out during that year. At some point, I was like, it's going to be too much and I'm just going to go because I'm too stressed out and I'm going to have a heart attack and go. That was honestly how I felt. Um... So I just thanked God for getting me through all of that because I wasn't sure I was going to when I was going through everything. I just was like, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Um, so yeah, I was crying at the beach and just really grateful, very overwhelmed with how grateful I felt in that moment. And yeah, now um, I got back. From that trip, started my new job. I love my new job. I haven't announced it yet, just because we're still on probation. I'll probably wait until that's done. But it's not like a secret or anything. If you know me, you know. I just, you know, one of those things I'm keeping off the internet till I feel ready to. But I love it. And I'm officially an attorney attorney and not a law clerk. Like, that's crazy for me because... As I said, it's like my life's dream. Um, and this is my, you know, dream job. So, yeah, I just love it. I love it so much and I'm so happy. And it is a lot because, like I said, it's an attorney position. Um, so I'm adjusting to that new role. But I'm really happy with my new job. And even in the stressful moments, I'm just so grateful. I'm just so grateful this current season of my life, I'm so happy and I'm so grateful. And even when I feel like it's a lot, I remind myself that these are the moments that I prayed for and I wanted so badly. And I think that perspective was hard to keep during other seasons where I had everything I wanted. Like my clerkship, I wanted that clerkship really badly. Graduating law school, passing the bar exam, I wanted all of those things really badly. But it was just like all the other life things that made me lose sight of that. And I think now that I'm 
in a more stable place, as my therapist would like to call it. Yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you what this lady said. So I have a pretty recent session with my therapist. And I'm like, you know, but overall I'm doing really well. And this lady going to tell me, okay, now that you're in a stable place, we can get to the trauma work. And I was like, okay, first of all, ma'am, I know I was emotionally unstable, but you ain't got to call me to the carpet like that. Like, why would you say that? Why would you say now that you're stable? Like, okay, Miss Mamas, I know I was a little unstable, but you ain't got to put it like that. (laughs) But anyway, I'm just joking. I love my therapist. But yeah, so now I'm a little bit more emotionally stable. And... You know, I'm living life. I'm in the last year of my 20s. I'm thriving, even though, you know, it's supposed to be 30, flirty and thriving. I'm thriving right now and I'm happy. Are there other stressors? Are there other things going on? This hashtag dating life that my friends want me to talk about on this platform. Is there a lot going on there? Like I said, the stories I could tell, but generally I am so happy with my life right now. And I'm just happy that I can sit here and talk to y'all about it all now that I'm through it. I'm currently on a staycation in a hotel somewhere in Vegas by myself, just processing uh, life as it currently is and recording this episode. Um, And now that I've shared literally my whole life for the last year, and some change. I just wanted to say that if you take away anything from this episode, um, my key takeaways for you would be one, do not stay in situations that make you feel like shit. Um, just gonna put it straight like that. I don't want to decorate it. I can maybe talk about it more thoroughly at some point in time, but don't stay anywhere that makes you feel like shit. If you feel like shit more often than you don't feel like shit, leave immediately. And I know that's easier said than done, but please hear my cries from me to you. Leave. Um, And that sounds really urgent. I just want to clarify that this was not a physically abusive relationship or anything, but it was just a toxic dynamic that needed to end sooner than later. So learn from me. Um. Another thing, get into therapy if you can. Do not wait until the world feels like it's closing in around you to book that appointment. Um, I believe in preventative therapy um, and just trying to process things as they happen and not waiting till you feel like the world is ending um, because that made it really hard for me to um, deal with life as it was happening. I don't know. Like, honestly, if your life is going well, and you're not in therapy, I would say get in therapy so that in case some things start to happen, you can work through them with your therapist. If you have the means to, um, I'm going to look into affordable therapy and stuff like that after this episode, and maybe the next episode I'll have some links up, or maybe I'll put them in the show notes for this episode. It depends. I kind of want to get this out tomorrow, so we'll see. Um, And then also just... My third thing for you to take away is you're not a burden. Don't feel like a burden. 
I feel like I internalized so much shame and feeling like a burden this last year. And I know so many of my friends and family and loved ones would have listened to me and talked to me through whatever I was going through. Um, Obviously, I didn't want to rely on them too much. That's why I got into therapy. But if at any point you ever feel like a burden, just know you're not. And if you feel like you don't have anyone to talk to, I genuinely mean it when I say you can reach out to me. I'm now in a space where I can help others. Um, Can't say that was the truth six months ago or so, but I'm there now. And if you need someone to talk to, or if anything I've shared on this episode resonates with you, um, reach out. And yeah, um, that was a lot. Truthfully, I did not expect this episode to be almost an hour, almost 50 minutes, close enough, whatever. Um, but that's what's been going on. And I'm praying that things are on the up and up. I feel like they're on the up and up. But, you know don't want to jinx it or anything um evil eye emoji (laughs) but yeah that's what's been going on and now I'm here and I'm happy and I'm thriving and I'm sharing with you all and I really hope that I can keep sharing with you all on this podcast um let's just hope for the best all right I don't want to make any promises because every time I do (laughs) I don't deliver but I have some things I want to talk about And I'm excited to talk about them moving forward. So yeah, um, I think I'm going to wrap this episode up. If you want to keep up with me, I have a blog that I never post at, but hopefully trying to bring that back to themusingsofmara.com. Check out the blog. If you want to actually keep up with me, keep up with me. Follow me on Instagram at musingsofmara. That will be in the show notes as well as the website my blog website that's funny um yeah twitter same username um i think that's it um i had a lot of other stuff going on in august as far as like fun stuff like the weekend concert and i have a kalani concert coming up soon as well but um just follow my instagram (laughs) all right thank y'all for tuning in Catch you next time and make sure to handle your scandal. Bye.